Hey guys, thank you for joining me today. Listen, today's message, I believe, is going to be a super powerful one. It was for me whenever I wrote it, and I even shared a little bit of it with my wife, and man, it really hit home with her too. So buckle up. I think today's message is going to be a very strong one. Um, and I just, like always, I hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you. And guys, you know what? Make sure you start your day and end your day with saying it is well. Even when it is difficult, just make it a habit to speak life and peace into your day. As long as we have Jesus, we can always say it is well with my soul. Let the enemy know not today because it is well with me. With that being said, let's jump into today's message. Today's message is titled, Follow Me. Just go on social media and you will likely see posts with people asking you to like, subscribe, and follow them on whatever social media platform they're on. You will see people comment on a post and put following. Meaning they don't have anything to say, they just want to tag themselves, so so to speak, so they can get notifications when others comment. Essentially, they just want to follow the comments and see what other people have to say. Social media thrives off followers. People have literally made a living, and a really good one, I might add, just by creating a huge following. The more people they have following them, the more money they can make, especially with ads. Companies will pay big bucks to get social media icons to push their product or at least give them access to their followers. But really, the majority of the time, these people just want you to help make them famous and a lot of money. They're not trying to get you to follow them so they can invest in your life. They just want you to help them get what they want. And the more people they can get to view their videos or like their posts, the better it is for them. But it does nothing for you. I'm not saying that they necessarily do anything bad. Just pointing out the general motives behind the need for huge followings on social media. Now, on another note, the U.S. Army took the phrase, follow me, from Major General Aubrey S. Newman and made it into their motto and used it as a teaching tool at one point. Leaders lead by being out front. They lead the way for others to follow. They are not going to ask you to do something they, are not, they aren't willing to do themselves or haven't already done. When Major General Newman first made that phrase come to life was when he was leading some troops off a beach in World War II. He told the troops, get the H, and I won't say the actual word, but you get the point, get the heck off the beach, follow me. He led the way forward, which is what leaders do. Have you ever gotten lost or been somewhere new and didn't know where you were going? It's nice to have someone who can lead the way and show you what to do and how to do it. That is what Jesus did for the disciples that he called to follow him. They had no idea how to live for God or how to be fishers of men. They had no idea how to have a personal relationship with the Father or how to treat others according to God's will, or what it meant to truly live free from the burden of sin or out from under the weight of the law. And when Jesus started rounding up his chosen twelve, the first one he calls is Simon, who would later be called Peter. That is who we are going to get to know over the next few days. Peter was a fisherman who hailed from Bethsaida. He also spoke Greek and Aramaic and um made his living fishing on the Sea of Galilee. Peter lived in a Jewish village called Capernaum, 
and was already also married, by the way, uh, when Jesus called him to be a disciple. Now, fishermen in that day, and particularly in that area, were a bit rough around the edges, oftentimes with hot tempers and a mouth like a sailor. They were hardworking, but often poor due to the ruling class and power structure that was in place, not to mention all the taxes. They were taxed for everything. Peter was, as you will see throughout Scripture, a bit impulsive and quick-tempered. One of those people that you might get offended by if you're a little sensitive. Peter was a man's man, no doubt, with a strong personality, tough, and generally unafraid of anyone, but not who the world or leaders of that day would have chosen to be a religious example for others to follow. He just wouldn't fit the bill as a religious teacher. He was too rough around the edges and uneducated in teaching of Scripture. Essentially, he would have never made the cut. But Jesus chose him first. One day, when Jesus was speaking to a crowd and decided to get in Peter's boat and asked Peter to push out a little from the shore so he could speak to the crowds using the water like an amplifier. Luke 5, 4-5 says, When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Push out into the deep water. Let down your nets for some fish. Simon said to him, Teacher, we have worked all night and have caught nothing. But you told me, but because you told me to, I will let the net down. Right here you see a glimpse of Peter's character that would later blossom into a very strong, unwavering faith, even to the point of death. Despite Peter being tired, disappointed, and doubtful, Peter shows a glimmer of faith through obedience to Jesus' request. There was something about Jesus that moved Peter, and he was blessed, not because he was a good guy, but because he was obedient, demonstrating faith, even if it was small. The Bible says that when Peter let down his nets, they caught more fish than his boat could handle. It filled up two boats and almost made them sink. But right here you see the character that Jesus saw in Peter. Luke 5 says, when Simon Peter saw it, he got down on, on, at Jesus' feet and said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. The world might not have chosen Peter because they could not see what Jesus could see. First Samuel 16, 7 says, For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. When Peter gets his first glimpse of who Jesus is in this moment, he immediately humbles himself and admits he is a sinful man who is not worthy to be in the presence of Jesus. Yet Jesus tells Peter to follow him and he will make him a fisher of men. Mark 1, 17-18 says, Jesus said to them, Follow me, I will make you fish for men. At once they left their nets and followed him. In this first uh, encounter, Peter shows us that the world may have seen a rough, sinful, unworthy man, but Jesus saw an obedient, passionate, fearless warrior for the faith, a future leader of the church. Peter is such an incredible character in the Bible from which many valuable lessons can be learned. I know, I know that I relate to him in many ways. And as we get to know him over the next few episodes, I think you will too. 
If you have ever felt like you are not worthy or redeemable because your sin was too great or that you could not be used by Jesus because you struggled or made it made too many mistakes in your walk. If people have ever made you feel like God can never use you to do something great or restore you to be a mighty warrior of the faith, then Peter's going to set your soul on fire with hope. Despite Peter's shortcomings, Jesus saw greatness in him and changed his name from Simon to Peter, which means rock, and later told him that he would build his church upon this rock, talking about Peter. Regardless of who the world says you are, regardless of what the world thinks you are capable of or worth, know that Jesus sees greatness in you. You are precious in his eyes and extremely valuable to him. He can restore what is broken. He can elevate you beyond your sin. When Jesus saw Peter, or Simon as he was first known, he saw what he would become, not what he was. You might think you have nothing to offer Jesus, but Jesus isn't impressed with what we have or can do. He's not impressed with our talents. He gave them to us after all. What he is after, what he is impressed by or moved by is our faith, humility, and obedience. Peter humbled himself, showed faith, and was obedient. When Jesus said, follow me, it wasn't like the people on social media. It wasn't so Jesus could be famous or just have a bunch of followers. It was, follow me and I will change your life. I will show you the Father like you have never seen before. I will teach you the love of the Father. I will give you the promise of eternity. I will show you what you were created to be, a child of the Most High God. In my name you will walk in victory and in peace. Favor, mercy, grace, love, compassion will clothe you. In me you will be more than conquerors. You see, when Jesus says, follow me, it is for your benefit and my benefit, not his. When he says, follow me, it is followed by, I will. Follow me, I will restore you. Follow me, I will silence your enemies. Follow me, I will heal what is broken. I will make your name, I will make you great in my name. I will show you strength and teach you what real love is. If you are a believer, then at some point Jesus said, follow me. But when he called Peter and the others, they dropped everything to follow him. Is there something you are still holding on to while trying to follow Jesus? To truly follow him, we must let go of whatever we are holding on to and follow him with our whole heart and complete devotion. What is it that holds you back today? Jesus doesn't want part of you. He wants all of you. All your strengths, all your weaknesses, the good and the bad. Jesus, I pray with everything that is in me that you will take your people to a new level in their walk with you. As they seek to follow you a little closer, I pray that you will point out the things that we are holding on to, the things that are distracting us or pulling our attention away from where it needs to be. If there is something that we are unknowingly putting ahead of you, I pray that you will show it to us so that we can keep you first, Lord. If there is going to be a revival, Lord, it must start in our own hearts and in our own families, then in our churches. 
then the nation and the world will see revival like never before. Let your people take ownership of their faith. It is not the church's responsibility or someone else's responsibility to ensure we are putting you first and growing in our faith. We must take responsibility for our own walk with you, God. If we are lacking in our faith, it is on us and we must seek you and spend time with you. Fill your people with strength, God. Fill them with confidence in their faith and a boldness to stand on your promises and speak in truth and in love. Let us be that city on a hill. With every breath, let us praise you, for you are worthy to be praised.